0: Basketball gets defensive on a five-game win streak. Is the defense really that much better? Hey, that seems offensive. Ken
1: Pomer- Pomeroy tells us if the numbers say is better defensively. Plus,
0: Major League Baseball All-Star and former BYU standout Wally Joiner on what it means for BYU to have a guy in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton
1: and Jerem Jordan. BYU
0: Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, December 12th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU birthday party planner, Jerem Jordan.
1: Uh, I'm Mormon, but maybe I'm Jehovah's Witness in this. Oh, okay. <laughs> just kidding. I love uh, celebrations.
0: You're going to pull yourself out of this entirely? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I might be more on that side of the fence than this side of the fence.
0: Okay. Well, you do a good job of uh, arranging things, at least with Kalani Satake. You had, a, you had a great birthday party with him on BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Oh, I,
1: didn't, I just sent some emails. I didn't have to, like, actually do anything. The
0: planner. You put your peons uh, to work.
1: I have no peons. Let's, <laughs> I, I am the peon. Uh, no.
0: No. <laughs> All right. Uh, so two days in a row, I have failed miserably. <laughs> you are not a Duplo expert. I didn't even know what Duplo was. Lego Star Wars genre, and yeah. you are also not the birthday party planner. No, that's I'm losing uh, my touch, Angela man. From the office. I'm losing my touch. Oh, it's Angela. Oh, you're older. That's true. Yeah. I am one year older now. And. It's the And not in the afternoons anymore.
1: No, they're not. <laughs> and they were more this year, and it didn't matter. <laughs>
0: no, and it didn't matter. It hurts. Let's uh, discuss something of a more cheerful nature and bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU basketball following a one year hiatus. We'll renew the rivalry this weekend against Utah. Hashtag safety first. You know what's absolutely nuts? BYU head coach Dave Rose at one point dealt with the reality of this rivalry being over permanently. Never would have expected that this would happen again after my last conversation with uh, you know the coaches up there. Uh, but it kind of took a turn and now we're playing again. So uh, we'll do our very best to prepare and see what we get. Thank you. Goodness, this game will happen again. More from the head coach tonight on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. It airs on BYU TV and BYU Radio with player guest Jashir Hartnett. The show starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. The countdown to the rivalry renewal with the Utes is on. Kyle Collinsworth
1: continues his hot streak. Collinsworth had 21 points and 13 rebounds last night in a Texas Legends loss in the G League. He's averaging 19 points and 9 boards the last three games.
0: What does he have to do to get into the NBA? Because Jimmer Fredette was the MVP of the G League and got a, ten, a couple of 10-day contracts with the Knicks, right?
1: Kyle has an incredible skill set, but you can't be a guard in the NBA that can't shoot consistently. But apparently
0: he's getting better from the three-point line. He's
1: not good. You have to be good. At shooting, he has all kinds of skills. Unfortunately, maybe the shooting part is the one that's keeping him out of the league.
0: Interesting. Well, keep playing in well opinion, and see what happens, yeah. right? Kyle Van Noy did not play in the New England Patriots' loss to the Dolphins last night on Monday Night Football. That's clearly why New England lost. Van Noy suffered a leg injury last week against the Bills and was not able to practice all week. He was
1: he was on the inactive list, and Gregor Bell tweeted out, we say that he's less active. Less active. <laughs> Pro volleyball player Taylor Sanders scored 19 points in his last match in Italy. He plays today as well. Of course, Taylor's younger brother Brendan will be a senior on the BYU men's volleyball team who is ranked third in the preseason poll, preseason pick to win the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. Season begins the first week in in, uh, January.
0: Hey, we haven't talked about Taylor or Brendan for a while. That's fun to get them back. Volleyball! Yeah, let's go. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Getting offensive about the defense. There are better defenders on the
2: perimeter. You've got a shot blocker back in the paint with Yoli. They're taking away three-pointers. Teams aren't shooting as many, and the percentages are lower.
0: Mark Durant with us yesterday on BYU Sports Nation discussing the BYU basketball defense. The Cougars have won five games in a row for the first time in two years. They are 8-2 and two for the first time since 2011. But why? What is different? Jerem, there is a perception among notable analysts, including Mark Durant, that we just heard from, and Coach Steve Cleveland that the defense is better. But is that more perception or is it reality? We will dive into that. We would also like you to tell us what you think about BYU basketball and what is making the difference for them to the tune of an 8-2 and record.
1: Our Twitter question today, where do you feel this BYU basketball team has improved the most from last season? There's the bird! Use the hashtag BYUSN at Colonel James 83 improvements whether real or perceived ah. one offensive efficiency okay. two assisted field goals three mm-hmm. defending opponents threes
0: all right again are the improvements more reality or perception at Colonel James 83 essentially went there wins are what matter most we all know that BYU has been better in that area but is it because of the defense or other factors our BYU Sports Nation stats team, led by Ben Bagley, has provided some fuel for us. Do have a stats team? Which leads us further down this discussion, Jerem.
1: Okay, let's discuss perception versus reality. And before we dive into the numbers, BYU's eight wins. Only one of those team ha- teams has a winning record. So the schedule maybe hasn't been as tough as BYU thought. BYU's beaten the teams that haven't been that good, and they've lost to the teams that are pretty good, right, in UT Arlington and Alabama. Okay. So, hopefully the schedule lends itself to more quality. Uh, to me, one of the top six games on the schedule is Utah, which is good because you're going to have four, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, two and two there, Alabama, and Utah. So, to me, it's the sixth best game on the schedule, which is good. That will improve the strength of schedule in a way. Let's break down some of these numbers, okay? The perception is that BYU is better defensively. Let's dive into if that's actual reality. If the how, numbers, how do you know? How do you know? If the numbers play out, okay, I think there's a stat that, that gives us this. We'll get to that in a moment. Okay, the perception, BYU's better defensively. The reality, fewer points allowed, 5.2.
0: Okay, that's, that's better. That's
1: good, but my, but my counter argument to that is, well, there's fewer possessions, and that is also true, 5.3. Fewer possessions equals fewer points.
0: Listen, you can, you can attack offense to help you out defensively, right?
1: BYU's uh, playing a slower-tempo offense. I think they have more energy on defense. You can do things on offense
0: to help yourself defensively.
1: One emphasis from Dave Rose that he told us this season is that BYU was giving up too many threes. Last year, 24.9 threes attempted by opponents a game.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: 25? I didn't didn't realize it was that high until Ben Bagley told us that yesterday. This year, it's 19.4. So, you know, a solid solid number fewer this season for BYU. okay? Okay. Five and a half. Or four and a half. Teams are shooting 2% better, by the way, from the three-point line. That's interesting to me. The, uh, but all these numbers, like, well, what does it mean? What does it mean? To me, they, there is a single comparative stat that adjusts for possessions and points okay. that tells us if this year's defense is better than last year's, okay. and that's our stat of the day. Let's go!
0: It's the BYU Sports
1: Nation stat of the day. It's called adjusted defensive efficiency. Don't lose me here. Per 100 possessions... BYU's allowing .9 points per game, fewer than last year.
0: Then the argument is settled. They are better defensively.
1: By .9. So essentially, BYU is, is the same kind of defense in terms of what they're allowing per 100 possessions. So why is it that we feel like BYU's defense is better? I'll tell you a couple of reasons. Mark Durant brought up yesterday a good one. BYU's not flying into the third row contesting three-pointers. No,
0: it's the way that they are defending the three-pointers. They're
1: defending the pick-and-roll better. By the way, Dalton Nixon is injured and day-to-day, and that's not good for that because Luke Worthington and Dalton Nixon are the two best pick-and-roll defenders on the team, in my opinion. Yoli Childs right there as well. BYU offensively is uh, more engaged and deliberate, so I think BYU has a little more energy- Defensively, it's a mindset. You can't quantify, like, mindset and effort and whatnot. You just quantify, like, does the ball go up? Does it go in? You know, those kind of things. I think BYU is better on offense with shot selection, so they're not playing from behind as much. All those things, to me, contribute to the perception that BYU's defense is better. It is better, but it's not much better per 100 possessions.
0: See, for me, I love stats, and I will give them credence. But there is this thing called the eye test. Does BYU look better? But you can't quantify or argue. Does BYU look better playing defense? And to me, they look more disciplined. They look yeah. better yeah. on the floor defensively. Yeah. They just don't look out of control, out of sorts. And we saw that a lot last year where you mentioned they're flying at the three-point shooters.
1: Like like when you evaluate three-point shots, there's no evaluation of the quality of shots. It's just whether there was a shot. It wasn't Contested a 3 or not. attempted. Was it wide open? Was it uh, you know, a kick and drive where the guy's open? There's no, there's no uh, you know, quality of shot in that. But in terms of the, the point of the game is to score points and to not allow the other team to score points. And BYU is only .9 points better per 100 possessions, which is wild. Like, that surprises me because I thought that number would have been like anywhere from 3 to 7 points.
0: As it stands, in the win-loss column, things are better for BYU. But how much of that is the strength of schedule compared to what BYU was playing against last year? I don't know. We're going to have to see how the whole season plays out before we really know how tough the non-conference was this year compared to last right year. Right now,
1: seven of the eight teams you guys beaten have losing records? That's not good. I, like, it's like, only, though. But, but here's the thing. What's the point of all this? BYU, I don't see BYU making the tourney this year. I, I don't. I, I don't think this is a tournament team as constituted. There's not enough depth. There's not enough. Uh, they're still putting in the schemes. They needed some reinforcements. I think next year you build towards the tournament. Will that tournament.
0: change if BYU beats Utah on Saturday?
1: No, because is the, is the WCC going to be a three-bid league? It's tough to be a three-bid league. It's happened once last season. If BYU
0: beats Utah on Saturday, that will not change your opinion about their ability to make the tournament at all.
1: Well, of course, an inch towards it, but it's not f- feet and uh, yards towards well, it. That's no. what I was
0: asking. Okay. No.
1: Not, no. Because I, I don't think this team's going to be uh, in a position to be su- – I hope they're That's I hope the BYU is considered on selection. If 30. BYU
0: beats Utah, they are in the bubble conversation. They will start to strength show to, up.
1: Strength of schedule is is not such that they are right there. They they're will to They're not start in a single bracket up. at eight and two. Not they a will single start
0: one. to show up if they beat Utah. Is my point. Watch if BYU beats Utah, they will begin to show up. I
1: know, but you're hinting at something that ain't going to happen. BYU, I don't see this team is young. They're building. They're improving. They're better. That doesn't mean they're going to make the tourney. Like, could they make the tournament? Yes. And just surprise us in the WCC yep. and take down St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Yes. Gonzaga is going to win the league. Gonzaga will win the league. That's what they do. If
0: BYU does not lose to LMU and Pacific and Pepperdine, then they'll be more in the conversation than they have been the past two years.
1: I like the—yes. That doesn't mean they're in it, though. Being more doesn't mean you're in. I like (laughs) this team. I just think they're building. And I'm not going to do what we did the last few years, is over— uh, create over-expectations for them. I'm going to let
0: them grow. Where do you feel this BYU basketball team has improved the most from last season? We'll get to your tweets coming up. Coming up, Major League All-Star and former Cougar Wally Joyner joins us. And we've had our stats fun. It's time for the stats guy to join us, Ken Pomeroy, will educate us further. Does he think BYU has really improved by the numbers? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation is rolling on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation, hashtag BYUSN, whenever you would like to converse with us and all of our friends here in Studio B and in the production control room.
1: And everyone else, I guess. Uh, BYU Basketball, Dave Rose featuring Josh Hardnett, is live at uh, 8 Eastern tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
0: Our Twitter question today. Where do you feel this BYU basketball team has improved the most from last season? At Joseph underscore Felt. Defense and ironically without seniors, maturity. They are taking better shots and playing overall Better basketball. Hashtag BYUSN.
1: I love the direction that BYU's going. I really do. Could they be a tournament team this year? It, it could happen. I just think they're building towards next year for the NCAA tournament. They're putting in schemes. They're growing. There's no seniors. The, the best player on your team is the youngest player on your team. Like This isn't Kentucky and Duke where that's maybe normal. I like where BYU is going. I just think this year is building towards next year's run at the NCAA.
0: Yes, and my point is if they beat Utah on Saturday, because it's a quality opponent and it's a resume game, then some more coal will be thrown on the fire to help build steam in that tournament train. That will happen. If BYU beats Utah, that will happen. Whether you like it or not, the fans will Why go wouldn't there. wouldn't
1: I like it? I, I just don't That's... think – I don't want to – we got burned so hard on expectations last year in hoops. I, football, know, like, I don't want to go there. I know. Like, why shovel coal on it? Just let it happen.
0: <laughs> it's going to happen is what I'm saying. If they win, it will happen as a fan base collectively. College hoops statistician Ken Pomeroy joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Now we have discussed our stats and how we think BYU is better defensively. But it's time to hear from the stats guy. Ken, nice to have you back on the show.
3: Yeah, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: In your mind, what is the best way statistically to judge defensive improvement from one year to the next?
3: Well, the the gold standard in the analytic world is to use uh, defensive efficiency or look at points per possession. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, people, uh, I know the the standard. I think in the uh, casual fan community is to look at points per game allowed, um, and it sounds great. Like, Hey, we should just allow the fewest points we can, you know, in any game. And, and that'll be great. But you know, I'm no, I'm no like expert basketball coach. I would actually be horrible as a basketball coach, but I could immediately take over a team and improve their defensive points per game by simply having my offense, hold the ball as long as possible, even take, you know, take, <laughs> shot clock violations. And we would lead the country in defensive points per game. So, so hopefully with that, like simple example, you can see there, there's a slight flaw on the points per game look and, uh, and, and points per possession allowed is actually uh, a, a more fair measure to account for different styles that uh, teams across the country play at.
1: Is that a number we can find on kenpom.com?
3: Uh, I'm so glad you asked that because uh, it actually is, yes. Um, I do have uh, – my ratings are essentially based on, you know, offensive and defensive efficiency. Um, you know, in college it gets a little more tricky because uh, there's, you know, different schedules the teams play across the country, and so I – also adjust those uh, figures for schedule strength. So, uh, so that's the figure that is most prominently displayed on my site. And uh, and currently uh, BYU ranks uh, 89th in adjusted defensive efficiency. Um, last year they ranked 87th.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what we were laughing at, Ken, because yeah. the perception is that is that BYU is way better defensively, but the numbers would say the BYU is only 0.9 points better defensively, which is interesting. How do you balance, as a uh, statistician, the perception, and that's mainly through what you see and perceive, versus stats?
3: Right. Yeah, there's always that that issue. Uh, Often, simply looking at the numbers uh, does not tell the whole story. Um, But in BYU's case, I think there is a plausible explanation. You know, first of all, I I felt like last year's defense got somewhat of a bad rap. I mean, obviously, I just said, you know, it was was ranked in the 80s, so obviously it wasn't great. But, you know, most of the people put the blame on last season and not getting a tournament bid uh, on the defense. And it was really kind of equal parts offense and defense. It's just the team, you know, they play at such a fast pace. There's so many possessions in the game that they're going to be in high-scoring games all the time. So even when their defense is forcing a lot of missed shots, you know, the other team has a lot of opportunities. They have a lot of possessions. They're going to still, you know, score 70 points on a, on a good defensive night by BYU. Um, so I think that was kind of missed last year. And obviously this year with the new offensive system, you know, playing a slower pace, uh, scores are down, and, and games are lower. naturally going to be lower scoring. But even if you dig in, like this isn't some voodoo necessarily with the adjusted defensive efficiency. When you look at field goal percentage, you know, they're, they're allowing teams to make a little bit higher percentage shots than they did last year. So even just looking at that, you can kind of see that, you know, the defense is, is pretty – at least the early indications are it's pretty similar to what it was last season. It's just there's fewer possessions on the game. So you're going to see slightly fewer points from the opponent.
0: Okay. Is there anything that would indicate, according to your numbers, that BYU has improved defensively from last season to this season?
3: Uh, yeah, nothing really jumps out. I mean, I think the, the one caveat is that it's early in the season. And, you know, BYU's actually played a, a, a pretty decent schedule for a team that doesn't necessarily have, like, a lot of high-profile teams on the schedule. You, you know they re- they don't have any really bad teams on the schedule either, other than their season opener. Since then, they played all teams that, you know, on a really good night could make life difficult for a team like BYU. So, um, so I think, uh, you know, when you just look at field goal percentage, you're kind of you're comparing apples to oranges a little bit by comparing this year to last year. They get into WCC play, and um, you know play some of the weaker teams. Some of those numbers are going to improve. Um, so I think there there is the potential for uh, some improvement based on that. But I mean, right now, yeah, it's I, I think. If I'm in the coaching staff, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not feeling great about the way the defense is playing. I feel like uh, there has to be there has to be some improvement certainly for this team to make the tournament.
1: You mentioned uh, the perception, you know, of how BOI's played through ten games and whatnot. It's interesting because BYU's eight wins, one against a team with a winning record. BYU can't control if those teams have a winning record or not. Yet, like you said, not big names, but Princeton and Arlington and Niagara and Alabama and UMass is a nice name. They're not actually that good. But now Utah, it's 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 actually a decent schedule. Unfortunately, those teams maybe haven't uh, won as much as BYU hoped in the other BYU non uh, you know non conference games. What's your perception of BYU through ten?
3: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a fair statement. You know, uh, like I said, it was, it's a good schedule in a sense in that every game is kind of a test. And uh, you know, you saw against UT Arlington really like Arlington may ultimately uh, you know get to the tournament, but uh, you know right now I have them ranked in the eighties, so it doesn't figure to be like a uh, a game that you would call a good loss, especially coming at home. But, you know, they've had a lot of opponents like that, that, um, you know, on their best nights are, are going to give BYU a really big test. Um, so, you know, I think the team certainly has, has played well, uh, has played better more recently. I think the addition of McKay Cannon has uh, probably been the, the biggest influence on that. You know, you look at the last four games, Weber State, obviously, that was a nail biter, but, you know, the Utah Valley, Utah State, Illinois State run where, you know, they won three games and we you know, winning pretty comfortably in all three. You know, through most of the the way, um, I think that's encouraging. You know, they obviously have a little more depth now in the backcourt. Um, they can do a little bit different things. You know, in terms of playing, uh, you know, Hardinette and McKay, uh, along with uh, T.J. Hawes, for instance. I mean, they can run some lineups out like that. But uh, you know, certainly I think the defensive influence of McKay can and helps as well. I mean, that's the one. I guess one area where if you're if you're hoping for some defensive improvement. I think certainly you've seen the way he can kind of lock down opposing guards, and uh, and that could have an influence going forward.
0: Ken Pomeroy, stats guru, ESPN contributor, Sports Illustrated as well. Ken, my perception, other than defense, is that BYU has been good in the clutch. They have made big plays down the stretch. Uh, They did some good things against UMass back east to erase a 10-point deficit, come back and win that game. In the NBA, there is a clutch factor. Do you have a clutch factor that you can calculate anywhere in your numbers?
3: Uh, not exactly. I, so I have a stat that looks at close game performance, and but I actually call it luck, which uh, irritates many, many people. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I'm not necessarily advocating that all close game performance is the result of luck, but uh, it's something that was derived from, uh, from Dean Oliver's work, who uh, – you know, Oliver is really one of kind of the forefathers of modern uh, basketball analytics. So when I started my site, you know, 15 years ago, I put that on the site, and I feel like if I take it off now, I'll get a lot of complaints. But, um, but that's the only way I really measure it. I, you know, for the most part, um, you know, the great teams obviously don't want to get in close games. They want to just blow out their opponents, and uh, I'm sure that. Uh, you know, the BYU coaching staff would like for their team to do that as well. I mean, you know, you get the end of a close game and there's all sorts of outside influences that can affect the result of it. Obviously your own ability to make shots and, you know, have that intestinal fortitude or whatever, and finish off games is important, but you know, there's officiating that, that can have an influence of the opposing team. Like what if they're just really clutch as well, like then who wins, you know? So, um, so there's other issues that come into close games that go beyond just what a team's own ability is. But, um, certainly, the performance, uh, especially against UMass, I mean, overcoming a 10 point lead with five minutes left uh, is something that a team usually doesn't do over the course of the season. And uh, if BYU does end up, uh, you know, somehow performing well and WCC play well enough to get the NCAA selection committee's attention, uh, that UMass game, you can look back on that as being really important because that certainly uh, would not have been a good loss on the resume had they not been able to, you know, make that incredible comeback at the end.
1: You categorize uh, some games, uh, you know, an an A matchup or a B matchup. What goes into the categorization of uh, games? BYU versus Utah is a B matchup.
3: Yeah, yeah, good question. Uh, So, you know, the selection committee forever has kind of referred to, like, top 50 wins and top 100 wins. And uh, it really always annoyed me that uh, they did not consider where those games were played. So if you play the, the 50th best team at home, uh, that's an easier game to win than playing the 51st best team on the road. And obviously the latter would not be considered a top 50 win if you got it. And it should actually be considered pretty impressive if you could do that. So, um, so the tier A and, and tier B designations account, it's basically like a tier A is a top 50 win, uh, assuming you played on a neutral court. So it gives a little more leeway if you're playing a, a team on the road. Um, I mean, for instance, like the Utah state game, that is uh, right now a tier B game for, for BYU, a tier B win. Um, Utah State's ranked 139th, so they're not in the top 100, but the Tier B designation means it's basically like winning a game against a top 100 team on a neutral floor. So because they had to go on the road to Utah State, even though they're outside the top 100, it's obviously a tougher game to win than, than Utah State's ranking would imply. So uh, so actually the the selection committee is adopting a similar approach this year um, in terms of evaluating wins and losses um, using the RPI, but it's kind of the same Uh, theory that uh, it's not just going to be now top 50 wins. I think they're calling them quadrant one wins. Uh, So They have four quadrants basically. So if you get a a top 50 kind of win adjusted for where the the game is played, you'll get a a quadrant one victory. So so it's kind of neat to see that the NCAA has kind of adopted this idea and it'll be a, a more fair way to evaluate resumes.
0: Saturday night, the rivalry renewal after a one-year hiatus. BYU and Utah, you are projecting a one-point BYU win, 75-74, with a 56% chance of winning given to the Cougars. Why are the Cougars a favorite on Saturday night?
3: Well, you know, my predictions uh, are based on that adjusted offense and adjusted defensive efficiency that, that we talked about earlier. And so uh, so these teams are, are pretty similar in those respects. Um, you know, Utah may have like a slight edge on either side of the ball. For instance, Utah's offense is ranked 70th, uh, BYU's defense is 89th. So a little edge there for Utah. And then on the other side, Utah's ranked 56th defensively, and BYU's ranked 72nd offensively. So again, another small edge for Utah. But um, as we know, uh, where the game is played matters. And uh, so playing at the Marriott Center should uh, even all those things out uh, or give just a slight edge to BYU. So um so that's how the predictions are generated, and that's what goes into it, and that's why um, BYU comes out being a small favorite. Uh, I sort of like to think more of the uh, the percentage that I put on it uh, as being important. So I have BYU as a uh, 56% favorite, so basically they should win 56% of the time. So it's kind of a coin flip. Uh, maybe if you had a little bit of extra weight on on one side of the coin, but uh, you know, obviously it should be. Uh, a really fun game, uh, another close game, and uh, I think that experience that BYU has had, you know, both against recently against Weber State and the UMass game, should uh, should help them out. And that uh, if that holds true,
0: great stuff, Ken. I would imagine that there are a number of Vegas goers that are very fond of uh, the numbers that you put out.
3: <laughs> uh, I've heard I've heard stories that that might be possible.
0: <laughs> Ken, awesome stuff. We appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.
3: Okay, sounds great, guys. Thanks for having
0: me on. You got it, KenPom.com to check out all of that yeah. statistical analysis.
3: I didn't take
1: a stats class at BYU because I knew that Ken Pom would be on our show. So I was like, I don't need to take it. And they took it out of the comps program. Unrelated.
0: <laughs> Did that have anything to do with you becoming Unrelated. a communications major? No. Ken Pomeroy on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
1: Coming up, it's Utah Week. Between the line gets the word from the mean streets of Provo.
0: And we are joined by Major League Baseball All-Star and former BYU baseball great Wally Joyner. Oh, yeah. He's going to be the keynote speaker at BYU Baseball's first pitch dinner. What does he think about a Hall of Famer from BYU? Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere you would like to engage.
1: Fun fact. So there's a replay of the show at 6 Eastern time every day. But now, Tuesdays. It's at 7 Eastern. Okay? So if you're watching in the afternoon, this makes no sense because you're already watching it. But if you're watching in the morning, 7 Eastern, Tuesdays only. The rebroadcast on BYU TV.
0: It's part of that super Tuesday lineup to go along with BYU basketball with Dave Rose. Amen. There you go. Also, don't forget that BYU basketball with Dave Rose airs live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. You have something to do with that show, Jerem. I do. <laughs> the
1: <laughs> That's all I'm saying.
0: Player guest is Jashir Hardnet, the countdown to the rivalry renewal. With the Utes is on. Do not miss the show. Joining us now is a guy that knows a thing or two about beating the Utes in high level competition. He's also won at the major league level. Wally Joyner, MLB All Star. Welcome to Studio B. Good
2: to be here. Thank you.
0: Okay, I think everyone right now wants to know what you are up to right now because you've been in baseball forever, but now you've stepped away for a minute.
2: Well, maybe longer than a minute. Uh, You know, 30 years in the game was uh, a long time, and uh, I was coaching. Uh, My last job with the Detroit Tigers as their hitting coach, I had a great time with uh, the offense that uh, I was given. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, Ian Kinsler, J.D. Martinez, who's a free agent this year now with uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I I had them all, and it was fun to watch them take batting practice. It was also fun to watch them play in the game. So uh, that was November of 2016. I hung up my coach's shoes, and uh, I've come back home. I've enjoyed my year here. Um, There's a company in Salt Lake called Onset Financial, who is a financial leasing company that uh, I've enjoyed being a part of, and they've asked me to come on board. We've been successful enough to open up a philanthropic charitable division called Onset Gibbs. Outstanding. And uh, we are very interested in giving back to the community and uh, doing things for charities that uh, mean a lot to us. So it's been fun to be a part of that.
1: You'll be the keynote speaker at BYU Baseball's fifth annual first pitch. It's fundraiser, dinner auction. This guy's been the host before. Uh, January
2: 26th at the Newskin Skin uh,
1: Ballroom in Provo, by the way. How how fun is it for you to be still a part of BYU Baseball, which is on the rise, by the way.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I'm glad it's on the rise. Uh, it should be on the rise, and I think Coach Littlewood has done a great job uh, putting it in, the, in that direction. Uh, excited about uh, the uh, – the event in January and uh, uh, we should have some fun that night. Um, but uh, I was there last year with Dale Murphy. He did a great job. Uh, we raised a lot of money which I think is what the event is about and uh, I think between last year and this year BYU's gotten a new turf which um, I'm excited to go watch. Watch those guys play on.
1: So you helped raise the money, essentially for the
2: turf too, right? Like that's, that's well. Thanks for giving me that credit. <laughs> but, uh, I know there were many. You're the reason, yeah, Wally. I, 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 I it really took it helped. over the top, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we 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 had a uh, a few packages last year that I helped uh, put together to raise money, and um, I'm all about that. I I, I want to uh, create opportunities to raise money for great causes, but also. Put packages together that those that buy will enjoy. So uh, it's a win-win for everybody.
0: The fraternity of BYU baseball now has a man in the baseball Hall of Fame, Jack Morris, just inducted. What was your reaction to hearing that Jack was going to go into the Hall?
2: Well, I was very excited for Jack. Um, you know, I played against uh, I played against him for many years. He was a great competitor. Uh, you had to be at your best to compete against him. Um, You know, there's a handful of guys that are on the cusp of getting in. Uh, The two that got in this year were well-deserved, in my opinion, Alan Trammell and uh, Jack Morris.
1: Speaking of Tigers.
2: Speaking of Tigers, uh, you know, number three and number 47 are going to be retired this year in August, I think, in Detroit. So uh, very, very excited for that. But uh, there's still, in my opinion, one that's still on that cusp. Mr. Dale Murphy needs to get in. Amen to that. Uh, you know, I, I, I find his talent to be so much better than um, others. And I find out that uh, I grew up in Atlanta, so I think I can speak for Dale. Um, <laughs> he was on some very, 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 I can keep going, bad teams. <laughs> and to be a two-time MVP in the National League on the worst team that was put together those in those years. That's Crazy. It's crazy, and uh, you know, a lot of times postseason play gets you into the hall, and for Dale not to be able to have that on his resume, it's not his fault, and uh, uh, a better a better guy off the field than on the field, and I think that that goes a long way also, just a great uh, role model, a great, uh, if you were at the event last year, uh, he is one of my all-time heroes and uh, will never change, and um, I think that those type of people need to be in the Hall of Fame.
0: You told a story last year about him tracking you down on the freeway, which made got a good chuckle out of everybody. Oh, it was
2: hilarious. It was, uh, you know, here I am driving an ice truck in high school, and the MVP of the National League is... Beeping his horn next to me, waving at me like I'm somebody special, right? So that just gives you an idea of what Dale Murphy is.
1: Why why was he uh, honking his horn? Well,
2: we were on the 285, and he recognized me, right? I mean, how does somebody that is in his stature recognize a high school guy that I met, you know, that he met one time? So. It was very impressive. It was obviously something I've never forgotten. And uh, (laughs) you know, here I'm in a broken-down ice truck, driving, delivering, trying to make uh, an hourly wage, and the MVP of the National League has, <laughs> has, Land, has time to look at yeah. me and have an idea of who I am, and, you know, it was just unbelievable. That's great. That's great. BYU used to have
1: a bunch of major leaguers. I mean, we've named some of these guys. We claimed Dale, although he never played here, kind of went here for he like a here. term or yeah, whatever. He did go here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we talked with him last year yeah. about it on set. It was fun. Uh, Corey Snyder and Jack Morris and yourself and, and uh, Rick Aguilera and all these guys in the 80s and 90s, and it was fun. Luckily, this last year, BYU finally broke some guys in. Uh, Hanneman and Cole and Brugman made it into the majors. What will it take to have more major leaguers from BYU?
2: Um, You know, I I think that um, talent goes a long way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you have to hit that slider. Uh, You have to throw that slider, right? Um, And you have to catch those one-hoppers. So, you have to understand how to play the game. You have to have uh you know, but uh, it's so hard to get into the big leagues, right? We were spoiled, I think, uh, for a period of time. Uh Coach Pullens did a great job recruiting uh some very talented players. Uh the three years I was here, eighty one, two and three, it was a blast to go play baseball. Man. Uh we had great talent, we had great camaraderie, um and uh we were very successful we 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 loved being out there uh we didn't want to be the weakest link on the team so you know we would stay in the weight room longer we would stay on the field longer we 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 really did eat sleep and drink baseball and uh i think that was a credit to coach Poland's coach tucket and uh what uh was it was required and expected here uh on the baseball field so Um, you have no idea who's going to do what, you know, um, I think that's just a little, uh, teaser to my, my talk in, in January. So, um, you know, nobody has an idea what the future is. Uh, you, you can have a little control over it, but to answer your question, uh, it's just exciting to get those guys back in the big leagues from yep. BYU and uh, watch what they can do and be a part of their uh, their career. Uh, but I can remember when I was at BYU, not only were we practicing in the Smithfield house, but, you know, Dane Orge would come in and practice with us, yeah. and, um, and he
0: had a great career. My goodness!
2: Yes, and uh, and and others would come in. Dale Murphy came in, um, and, and Did we he wave to you again. He didn't. <laughs> I don't think he recognized me then. So, um, but uh, uh, anyway, we we just had a great time of of uh, I don't know uh, a, a team of BYU players, college, professional, minor leagues that would, you know practice together, and I think that that went a long ways.
0: Now, you are going to be, again, the uh, speak, keynote speaker at BYU Baseball's first pitch dinner, which includes a silent auction. If you'd like more details for that first pitch dinner, check out the link we tweeted out on our BYU Sports Nation Twitter account. You can also go to byucougars.com for that. I will say this, Wally, of all former BYU athletes, I think you've had – the most respectable career in hollywood on, on well, the big i
2: mean that that's i mean that's given uh, isn't it uh, you know I, I took my talent on the baseball field and left it there when i went into the acting career that i had and uh you know my my claim to fame in the utah valley and the salt lake valley isn't a professional baseball player it was bishop angel in the singles sword so I uh I, I painfully have to uh uh accept that. And uh <laughs> but uh yeah those uh there was a I think about a five movie uh, it's not a trilogy, what would it be? Five movies. I don't, I don't it, 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 it would it be a five movie.
1: Quintilogy, yeah. There I you know. go. Little, little big league? Oh, well, six, favorites? right?
2: Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about yeah, the... Have an
1: IMDb page? I
2: little... Well, I probably do. <laughs> I am a SAG member, up. so... Are you really? Yeah, I used to be. I think they kicked me out because of my talent, but... Uh... You
1: do have an IMDb page. I'm looking at it right there now. There it is. The single second ward, so there was a sequel.
2: Yeah. Well, you... rightfully so, I that right? Singles ward, single second ward, the, uh, the adventures of home teaching, the RN. church ball right? There we go. All of those Academy Award uh, movies that were edited on the floor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look at this. Wow. Well, it's been great to have you with us. Thank you, guys. Enjoy it. We'd like you to sign uh, our stretch wide flag as well. It would be my pleasure.
1: Yeah. What's Major
0: League know? Baseball All Star Wally Joyner, BYU former BYU baseball great, and the star of so many Hollywood movies. Listen,
1: listen I didn't know we were going to have a guy in here that was going to top us on screen. I know.
0: Jeez, he's got he's got a loaded IMDb page. Yeah,
2: if you guys want any you know coaching or anything like that
0: for your yeah, we'll, TV? We'll, we'll call you. Please call me. Yeah, we'll call. You. Right. Between the lines happens next as we rock the streets. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, unless it's Tuesday, which it is. So it will be 7 p.m. Eastern, 5 Mountain Time. Super Tuesday, folks!
1: After BYU Sports Nation at 7 Eastern, BYU basketball Dave Rose, featuring Jasheer Hardnett, will air... With host Greg Rebell, 8 Eastern Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Use hashtag Rose Show to ask questions of Rose and Hardnet. If you're local, you want to come hang out. BYUcougars.com slash Show is how you reserve your free seats.
0: BYU basketball has taken care of business against the likes of... Every day! Utah Valley, Utah State, and Weber State. But as we have so subtly noted, okay, maybe not so subtly... There is one more Utah team the Cougars need to beat if they want to be the state champions, and that is the Utes. Hey, that's a thing. They don't have
1: the ochre bucket anymore. I wish they did.
0: That's a thing. Uh, That game happens to be coming up this Saturday, and to get you ready, we're going to go Between the Lines.
1: BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines.
4: Every year, there's a game that stands above the rest, and especially for BYU and Utah fans. But before the Cougars take on the team up north, we wanted to see what the fans had to say with Rock the Streets. You heard of BYU TV? We have. You watch BYU TV? All the time. Wow, what's your favorite show? Sports Nation. Well, that is precisely the show you're about to be on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you ready for this? Whoa, this is intense, huh? Are you a BYU basketball fan? I am indeed. How big of a fan are you?
1: Pretty huge fan, yeah.
4: Who's your favorite player?
1: Childs, is he the one that likes to dunk a lot? Uh huh. Yeah. Let's see, I know Haas is on the team, so uh-huh. I like him, he's pretty good. Uh, I played high school with Zach, so yes.
4: There's a big game coming up on December 16th, do you know who that is?
1: Uh, is it with against, is it Christmas classic or something like that?
0: The BYU versus Duke
1: game. <laughs>
4: That would be sweet, but no.
1: Uh, University of Utah, right?
4: Yes. What do you know about the BYU-Utah rivalry?
2: It's like the biggest rivalry that BYU has.
1: I just like the atmosphere around it. It's just that big in-state rivalry.
0: It's it's a lot of fun. I love to beat Utah in everything.
4: What do you think the headlines are going to read the day after the BYU-Utah game?
0: BYU demolishes Utah.
4: Demolishes? Demolishes. BYU slays. That's what it will say.
1: Cougars crush it, something like that,
4: just
1: <laughs> down with the Utes. BYU upsets Utah, hopefully.
4: <laughs> oh, you can't add the hopefully. Let's see. What would you say to the team right before the game?
1: Don't worry about it being the rivalry game. Just get crazy, man, get wild with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Channel the ghosts of Jim Fredette. Someone on the team needs to drop
2: like 60 points, and we're going to go out and kill them.
4: So I need you to give me your best Dave Rose, mad at the refs impersonation.
2: Can you involve swear words?
4: <laughs> nope. No, nope, BYU TV, you remember? Are you kidding me? Do <laughs> you know Utah's head coach's name?
1: I think, it, is it Larry something? It's like, it starts with a K. I don't know uh-huh. what it. I, I can't pronounce it.
4: That's that's <laughs> impressive. Good job. Christoviak.
1: Christoviak, okay.
4: So if you had one message for Larry, what would it be?
1: Get ready to hear the rock. No matter what preparation you guys are doing, it's still not going to be enough. BYU is going to destroy <laughs> you guys.
0: Especially after we won against UVU and Utah State, I think to finish it off with Utah is going to just be awesome,
4: especially for this team. Make sure you join these fans in the Marriott Center on Saturday and join The Rock because you best believe they're going to be there. Next week on Between the Lines, we are doing a white elephant gift exchange with some of your favorite athletes and some of your not so, just kidding, hey, favorite. Come on. I'm kidding, come I'm on. Kidding. BYU Sports Nation staff members, follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag B T L. You guys found your fan.
0: That, we our you found our fan. We found fan. We found him. I
4: found
0: have him. some socks up here that will make a lot more sense after you watch <laughs> Between the Lines That next was week. a
4: mess, filming that yesterday. <laughs> I. Who's ever editing that? Bless you.
0: you. I thought you did it live.
4: A do a oh rock? yeah, every week. She. I, thought I, just, was, I was thought just, you were well, in the Wilk that was right there. Amazing. I was just in the Wilk. What? Came back.
1: The rock. Amazing. The rock will be there. They will be there. Oh man, it's going to be packed. It's going to be yes, fun. Yes,
4: everybody
0: is making plans. Like because finals will be over, but they're like, no, we will no, stay no, no. for the game. Finals start on Saturday. Oh, they start on Saturday. Yeah. So when do they finish?
1: Wednesday or Thursday? Oh, the man. the St. Mary's game is when is when people are gone. That'll, yeah, that'll still be full. Yeah, and finals
4: be end
0: next Thursday, by
1: the people way. People that you.
4: didn't even know very much about the game when I told oh, them what game I was. There, oh, yeah, yeah. It's I'll Utah.
1: Be I mean, it's one, it's Utah, two, the renewal, the 80k, the punch, the everything. We
0: will dive into just how juicy this game is later this week on BYU. We
1: don't even TV. need to say anything. You
4: know. <laughs> you know, but we will still say the words. Speaking of the punch though, there were tons of students that were like, "I want to see, they wanted to see some violence." When I would <laughs> ask them about it, I'm like, Really? Nah, let's not. Well,
1: that's why it was canceled in the first place. <laughs> right. on well, one that's side. what I said.
4: That's what I said. So yeah. I was like, this let's isn't cut MMA.
0: What happened shouldn't have Good, happened. Good clean game. Yeah. We've been and paid, that, by the way. The not going to
4: be in the game.
0: We've been paid. <laughs> we've received our eighty thousand bucks. I hope so. Seriously,
4: who's getting the better deal here? I think BYU.
0: Yeah. Has, okay, eighty thousand dollars, do, and
4: we're still playing. That's them. a
1: between-the-lines segment. There Investigative is. journalism has <laughs> BYU
4: been paid the
0: eighty k. All right. Thank you, Lauren.
4: Thanks, guys.
0: Where do you feel BYU basketball has improved the most? this season. We will discuss. Plus, Kyle Collinsworth keeps his hot streak going. Uh, yeah. And Kyle, I, know I didn't play for the Patriots last night. It didn't turn out so well for New England.
1: Not a coincidence.
0: Between the Lines is brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan. Think Nissan. Think Tim Daly Southtown. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Ken Pomeroy, Wally Joyner, and Lauren McLean. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play.
1: Coming up this week, Greg Rubel, Lee Kamard, Jeff Judkins, and Steve Cleveland. Let's whip it! It's
0: time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's Basketball.
1: BYU Basketball with Dave Rose there's live tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio with player guest Josh Shear Hardnett. show starts at 8 Eastern time. The countdown to the rivalry renewal with the Utes is on. Dave Rose speaks on the Utah matchup tonight.
2: Cougars in the association.
0: Kyle Collinsworth rolling. Continues his hot streak. He had 21 points and 13 rebounds last night in a Texas Legends loss. He's averaging 19 points and 9 rebounds over his last three games.
1: Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Vannoy was less active in the Patriots' lost to the Dolphins last night on Monday night football. Noy suffered a leg injury last week against the Bills. Didn't practice all week, and not a coincidence, the Patriots lost.
3: Cougars overseas.
0: Pro volleyball player Taylor Sanders scored 19 points in his last match in Italia. He'll play today as well. Today's Rise and Shot brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. At DexterLaw.com. All right, who's who's the athlete today? It goes to Wally Joyner,
1: one of the uh, BYU greats all time, any sport. Obviously, a uh, major league all star. Great to have him in the studio for the first time. His son-in-law, Emmanuel Nah, used to work here. Yes,
0: we love Emmanuel. And it's funny that he brought up his role as Bishop Angel in the singles ward because
1: I had forgotten that he was <laughs> Bishop Angel.
0: His in son-in-law <laughs> Emmanuel also in the real Bishop role. Yeah, in his twenties. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, where do you feel this BYU basketball team has improved the most from last season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Fanatic, what up? Ending games strong by making free throws and stout defense, basically not losing winnable games. And that is where I feel like they have been the most improved, is down the stretch making free throws and making the key stops late in games.
1: I'm interested in what you brought up. We'll know more in conference play how good BYU is if they avoid the Saint Zaga non Saint Zaga losses. Yeah, because the average is three a year. Three a year, can it be one or can even be... two?
0: Two would be an improvement from what we've seen since they joined the West Coast. <laughs> Let's conference. Be honest
1: though, if BYU lose to any team not named Saint Mary's or Gonzaga, we'll be disappointed. It doesn't matter when, how, where, who, why.
0: I said, Wait, we'd be, we'd 14, be I said BYU would go 14-4 and four on West Coast Conference play. You said 13-5 and five in our projection show.
1: Yeah, and 11-2 and two non-con, 10-3. and three. If BYU loses to Utah, they're going to end up 10-3. and three. They're going to beat Texas Southern, who took Oregon to the brink, by the way, uh, last night or two nights ago, and then uh, Idaho State. So one of us is going to nail it on the non-conference schedule. Hey, right? let's
0: go. Our elite tweet of the day from at DJ Nelts. Well... <laughs> They haven't improved, uh, certainly not in haircuts.
1: As Dave McCann said Saturday, <laughs> looks like Zach Selyus and his barber got in a fight, and the barber won. <laughs> the conversation hey, continues. The team took offense to that. 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com.
0: Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerram, I am Spencer. Shout out to Ben Saylor. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. you think Zach's really mad about that comment, by the way? Didn't nah, win? He's getting buckets. Whatever, man. It's true. The game's about getting buckets. Swin!